This presentation was from Yox Australia 2017, held in Sydney. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au. Thanks everyone, my name's Patrick and I work in the um, awesome design team over at IAG and I'm going to talk to you a little bit about experienced storyboards. After this very deep and heavy morning, it's a bit of light entertainment, so I'm taking you all the way to the other side, which is kind of the nuts and bolts of drawing. And um, particularly, I like to take you through the process that I tend to use to get from the post-it note scribble to something a little bit more refined. Some of you might think that the one on the post-it note is actually the better version. Please go next door. Um, or you will hopefully see the light at the end of this talk. So... Why experience storyboards? I probably don't have to explain it to you. UX conference, we all do it. We know how to, con um, how to communicate visions, how important that is. Um, but storyboards are really a great way for storytelling because they you know, combine, as Hazel put it so beautifully yesterday in her talk, uh, tell them and show them. So it's a combination of a visual and the text that really can convey uh, a fantastic message. And, and I really like also what Andy said yesterday, Andrew Gibbs, about that words alone, sometimes you don't get the context, or you can interpret them in a different context. Um, putting a picture next to words really shows you the whole, whole um, uh, story. And, you know, frankly, I think that fun sketching is great fun. If you're not into sketching, get into it. It might change your life. It has certainly changed mine and everybody else that I talk to that loves drawing and sketching. Um, this is an example by Luke Watson. Um, some of you might have seen him yesterday. Um, awesome work. These guys, you know, kick ass when they do storyboards and designing. They do that for a living. So does Matt over here who draws these great sketch notes. Problem is I'm not a cartoonist. Um, I can draw reasonably well. That's okay. I can do a good stick figure. Um, but I can't take it through to a storyboard easily, uh, make it consistent, have you know, the same people with the same faces and all that sort of stuff. Using storyboard softwares, oh, I don't know, I have not had much success to look a bit clip-arty and you know, hard to use, and there's not many tutorials online that actually show you how to do, um, draw a storyboard with limited sketching skills. Come to the rescue for you. Um, this is what's in your toolkit. Um, Start with a storyboard template. You can download the one that I'm using because it fits the large post-it notes quite nicely, the widescreen one. Uh, a couple of pens of your choosing and some tracing paper, which is kind of the magic ingredient um, in my process. As with most things in UX and in life, start with a plan. Use words first. So when you do a stakeholder workshop and you've got tons of stuff you need to put down into six frames, um, start with the words, synthesize it down, you know, refine it, refine it, refine it until you have a couple of sentences per image. And also try and use a story arc that just makes for a better story if you have a beginning, middle, and end, have some problems in, just some resolutions. That's your classic Disney um, or probably 90% of all movies that have ever been made follow this kind of story arc. Um, and it'll also help you decide on the number of frames. Are you using six or nine or 12? How big is your storyboard? Um, apparently it should be one page according to Dave and Luke. This is your first deliverable. Uh, that's how it looks like. You know, you have your frames on one side and quick description of the visual on, on, on the other side. Good time for getting client approval, stakeholder approval, your mum's approval, um, before you even start putting a pen to paper. I then put those words onto my template and print it out. This is sort of another sanity check to make sure I haven't really you know, written too many words. If it doesn't fit on three lines, yes, you can reduce the font size, but um, I'd suggest shortening the words a little bit. And this is when the fun starts. This is when I do my post-it notes. 
Um, for obvious reasons, I use post-it notes because you usually get to frame five when you're on paper and you make a mistake and you start over and you do that about ten times. So use post-it notes and it's really like with any ideation stuff, you know, you just get things out quickly. This is where you explore with your visual metaphors, um, framing, all those sorts of things. Um, it's just an easy way and you're not committed. Post-it notes, like you don't feel committed because if you sketch and you have a blank page for those who do sketch and have a notebook, it's really hard to commit a line on paper because you're going to go, it's better be good. Um, post-it notes, disposable. A couple of tips there. Use really basic visual elements. You know, it's fine to use stick figures and boxes and, 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 and triangles. Um, emojis are great, new language that we can use to express emotions um, of people. This is where you think about framing. You know, is it a wide shot? Are you showing context settings? Are you, you know, mid shots? Is it a close-up of a device or a detail you want to show? With the post-it notes, you can really explore different versions and rip them out and change them around. Take inspiration from any visual graphic, novel, movies, anything that will help you see frames. Good movies, you can stop pause. I don't know if you, if you do that. It's a pastime of mine. I just randomly stop the movie and see how good the frame is. A good movie, every frame is great. Um, if it's not, then you can tell. And this is my next stage. So how do I take my stick figure to something a little bit more refined? Uh, I cheat a little. So I go and find uh, images online and then basically reconstruct my post-it notes as a photographic sort of photo novella. Um, this helps me you know, find how do you draw this, what should that look like. And as you can see in the bottom left there, if you can't find an image, take a selfie go and find some people on the street, do whatever, whatever it takes to kind of help you um, reconstruct this, this picture. Quick legal disclaimer, make sure you use images that are reusable, you know, we don't steal, we don't pass other people's work off as our own. If you Google illustrations, it's fine to look at how other people draw it, but then redraw it, don't use their work for yours. And look for contrast and edges, because um, they're easier to trace, which is the next step in uh, the process. So I now print out this black and white on A3, put tracing paper over the top, and then with a light pencil just sort of loosely outline it. Um, the less detail, the better, and stick to the outlines. We've heard that one before today as well. We visually process edges first when we see shapes. It's always we look for edges. So stick to the outlines, and that will then also help you um, put your own character into it. So that's literally just tracing over the top of my tracing. And this is when I can make sure I'm using this similar hairstyle for the dudes and, you know, same sort of facial features. But as you can see, it's really simple. Like, it's just straight lines and tracing over a trace of a photograph. But it's still, because it's your own hand, it's your own line, it's your own pen, you'll end up with your own character in your storyboard. And then we're nearly there. Then comes the fun part. We polish it up a little bit. Um, and again, keep it really basic. I usually use two colors. One is a highlight color, uh, a key color. Could be your brand color, your client's brand color. Um, just something that you know, highlights the key action or the focus on the frame. And then I have a highlight color um, just to add a bit of you know, variety to it. But it's also good if you have a couple of people that take you through a story, then um, you can give one a blue shirt, then you don't get mistaken. And then I add some shadow. Uh, light grey, um, sun's always from the top left, 11 o'clock, so easy rule, keep your shadows to the right and to the bottom right, and you're sweet. And then you end up with something that could look something like that. Um, this is one I did for this presentation because I couldn't show any client work, obviously. Um, 
So, and I hope you agree with the last frame that this presentation was a success. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this presentation from UX Australia 2017. For more presentations from this and other conferences, please visit uxaustralia.com.au.